0: 你现在在听 KUCI. KUCI ima ki ite of FM. So
1: Estas escuchando la KUCI 88.9. You're
0: listening to 88.9 FM KUCI in Irvine. Govanin and Light To all our Middle Earth friends, I am Tani Tanuville, the resident KUCI Middle Earth elf. You're listening to KUCI in Irvine, 88.9 FM, Orange County's alternative radio station, and quite possibly the best radio station in the history of Middle Earth. Welcome to What Would Arwen Do? Every Tuesday, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific Time. And...
1: This is Milo Loomsdown at your service. Welcome all of the friends from around Orange County, California, and indeed around the world. I know that we have podcast listeners in Toronto. Hello, Martin. I hope that you're enjoying Mm. the show again this week. Welcome to all of you listening live at KUCI.org broadcasting wonderful alternative radio 24 hours seven days a week as we have been doing for many many years welcome to what would arwen do and remember you can always go for a podcast usually the day after it's uploaded at kucitalk.org and on itunes also for free download search for arwen a-r-w-e-n
0: And I'd like to say a special hello to all of our friends who may be listening from around the globe, and especially to any of our friends listening through Torque, one of my favorite Tolkien message boards, and uh, Roe, who may be listening in from Escondido, and and a greeting to all of those of our listeners who listen after the fact on our podcast. In case you are tuning in for the very first time. You may be wondering, what in the world is this show all about? Well, if a Middle Earth elf lived today in Southern California, in Irvine, to be more precise, what might her life look like? How would she, as a modern elf, celebrate and support the arts, music, her community, and the preservation of Earth, its beauty, resources, and creatures? Some people like to ask, what would Jesus do? And that is a very good question. But on this program, when challenges in life arise, or as the wizard Gandalf puts it, questions, questions that need answering, we like to ask, what would Arwen do? Who was Arwen, you may be wondering? In J.R.R. Tolkien's mythology of Middle-earth, Arwen was an elf princess, the daughter of Elrond, a prince among elves and lord of Rivendell, a magical place of healing, lore, and wisdom, perhaps not unlike the community here at UC Irvine. Arwen was also a beloved daughter of the universe, as are all the women of this fair celestial home called Earth, or an elvish Arda. I believe Arwen understood the principle of noblesse oblige. With great privilege comes responsibility. She embodied the archetype of a true princess of the light through her courage, wisdom, beauty, her sense of humor, and her service to others. In Tolkien and the Lord of the Rings, A Guide to Middle-Earth, Colin Durias wrote, In his invented mythology of Middle-earth, Tolkien intended that his elves were an extended metaphor of a key aspect of human nature. This, quote, elven quality in human life was a central preoccupation of Tolkien's. Elves, like dwarves, hobbits, and the like, partially represent human beings. In Tolkien's mythology, elves represent what is high and noble in humans. In particular, they represent the arts... In their highest form, work done in the image of God and his created world. As an elf, I believe this, quote, elven quality exists today in every living person and yearns for expression through gifts of creativity, nobility, and service to others. So with my absolutely irrepressible and charming co-host, Milo Lomestown, we bid you welcome Ellen Lee, Ellen Salaluman-Amentievo, a star shines on the hour of our meeting. Aren't we here to have some fun?
1: <laughs> Tani, you mischievous and delightful elf princess. Oh, my gosh. We yeah, have fun every Tuesday afternoon.
0: We do. It is such a delight to be part of the community of volunteers here at KUCI, Orange County's alternative radio station. And... A significant presence on the World Wide Web for music and programming that you will not hear anywhere else. So please check out our website at kuci.org. So, my dear Hobbit friend, what a wonderful time we had last week interviewing Max McLean of the Screw Tape Letters production coming up the end of this month at the Bar- at the Berkeley Theater.
1: Oh my gosh. We're so excited that Screwtape Letters is coming here after many, many sold-out performances around the country, and uh, especially in New York City. Wow.
0: And we had a special caller that was, that uh, called in and got a gift.
1: That was Paul from Costa Mesa last week who got a free ticket to this production at the Irvine Barclay. I believe that... The production is July 21st through July 24th, if I recall.
0: It is. It's got uh, like five or six uh, different, um, there's some matinee shows, there's some evening shows. I'm very excited um, to be able to go and uh, see the production. And I hope that uh, those in the area, I believe that tickets are still available. That's right. And, uh, yeah. So, in... Just to let us know, is the um, interview up on podcast in case people would like to listen to the interview with the star of the show, Max McLean?
1: Yes, Max McLean was on our program last week, and that podcast is up and available. You can go to kucitalk.org and look for What Would Arwen Do? It'll be, once you click on What Would Arwin Do, it'll be at the top of the podcast list since we put the most recent ones at top. Or you can go to iTunes in the iTunes store, search for the word Arwen, A-R-W-E-N, and click on that, and you will again see the free download podcast for the interview, wonderful interview with Max McLean, where he gave us many insights into this production of The Screwtape Letters.
0: Which is a play. Um, based on production, based on the book written by C.S. Lewis, a close, close friend of J.R.R. Tolkien. Um, His book, The Screwtape Letters, which is basically instructions from an elder demon to a younger demon in the art of securing um, unsuspecting (laughs) patients, as they call them, uh, for hell.
1: (laughs) Yes, that is how to... How to Ensure the Damnation of a Human Being. Yes,
0: um, but uh, very engaging, very, uh, and I'm sure, I can't wait to see the, the production. It'll be a lot of fun. So if, if people are interested, please listen to the podcast or visit their website. Um, the website for the production is screwtapeonstage.com. Tape, screw
1: ScrewtapeOnStage.com.
0: So, in other news though, uh, we had so many wonderful things going on last week that we barely got to get a, a glimpse into what's happening with the Hobbit movie. So, for those of you just tuning in, we. Um, are both lovers of J.R.R. Tolkien. I was introduced to J.R.R. R. Tolkien's work through the movies of Peter Jackson through The Fellowship of the Ring and discovered the whole wonderful, fantastical world of Middle Earth. And you, my dear hobbit, have been a... Professional type movie <laughs> critic for many many years, so we bring um, two sides, of, you know. And I have gotten you know just enamored and lost up in the the literature, um, but you are wonderful at researching and finding out what's going on. Because now, indeed, in just a year and a half, we will be seeing the Hobbit movies again. You know, the work, the world of Middle Earth brought to the big screen by Peter Jackson.
1: Not just. A year and a half, Elf Princess, but less than a year and a half, (laughs) less than a year and a half until Friday, December the 14th, 2012, when The Hobbit, there and back again. Oh, an unexpected journey. Uh, Oh, my gosh, what a wonderful two-part journey realization of that book by Peter Jackson and many, many, many people from the original Lord of the Rings movies, both in front of the camera and behind the camera.
0: So do we have some new movie news since the last time?
1: Since the last time we were together. I
0: mean, casting is just about pretty much done. Are all the major characters cast?
1: With Benedict Cumberbatch as Smaug. Mm
0: -hmm, The voice of Smaug.
1: Right. And Stephen Fry as the mayor of Lake Town.
0: Now, is um, it, I, I can't remember the name of the person that you just said because it was quite a mouthful. Doing the voice of Smaug, is he just doing the voice, is or is he also going to be doing some of the facial expressions, or you know, kind of like with Andy Serkis with Gollum, hmm. he was the voice, but then he also they based his character and the expressions on, you know, computer enhanced, but him.
1: There are rumors flying. Ah. No official word, but rumors flying. When you look at, when you look at stills of Benedict Cumberbatch, if you just look at his face, you see this narrow angularity, in this mm. high forehead and these sharp, large, piercing eyes and his Aquiline knows, Mm -hmm. he looks like the face of a dragon. So my suspicion is, Mm -hmm. yes, he will not only be the voice of Smaug, but he will also be somehow computer-wise, as Mm -hmm. Andy Serkis brilliantly realized, Gollum, with the help of, computer technicians and motion capture the same thing will be done the the face and maybe even the head of smaug will be based largely on the way benedict cumberbatch looks oh yes. that's
0: going to be amazing he is i mean an amazing smaug, young is actor. A, smaug is a major character of the hobbit of uh, the original hobbit adventure um, but what other news do we have
1: well we have lots of things the probably there's lots of little stuff but i wanted to give you the big one off the bat Oh, okay. If you go to Facebook dot com and search for Peter Jackson, you will find his Facebook page. And just a few days ago he produced a wonderful ten minute and forty second video in looks to me like high definition and widescreen <laughs> a uh, beautiful video, production video number two, they're calling it, and you see him flying around in helicopters. Oh. There are shots of him within the helicopter, shots of him and the other production crew doing location scouting in areas of New Zealand we haven't seen before in oh. Lord of the Rings. And there's all kinds of comments. We're very fortunate that Rose Cotton of torn has posted a complete transcript of these words so she actually listened to it and wrote down all the words that are said in this video clip oh. so the first thing i would tell folks is watch the video it's an amazing video
0: now this is on peter jackson's website. facebook
1: page yes you yep. go to facebook.com and in the search bar you type peter jackson okay. and as you do that you'll see a drop down list of potential people will appear usually the top one will be the peter jackson Hmm. And you'll see the video. If you want to see the transcript, you can go to theonering.net, which is what we call TORN. Go to theonering.net, and in its in its interactive con- conversational boards or mm-hmm. forums, you'll see that a uh, person by the name of Rose Cotton mm. has posted this transcript. Oh. So theonering.net. We're ring very dot
0: grateful net. to our friends over at theonering.net. Oh, the they two have so much wonderful stuff. Yes. The, the two major message boards and information boards for thing all things Tolkien and the Lord of the Rings um, at, at least I, so far that I've found are and thousands of people visit these sites and participate are the onering.com torque affectionately known as torque and torn the one theonering.net. And uh, both of them have many wonderful things to to offer those who are so inclined to find more information.
1: (laughs) So just quickly, I'd like to read a couple of excerpts from this. Great. Andy Serkis, as you know, Elf Princess, is serving as assistant director on these movies because he is not only a wonderful Mm. actor, an award-winning actor, but he is also a a budding director Mm. and is actually assistant director on The Hobbit. Well... During this production video, Andy Serkis says, I don't know how you do it. It's, um... And then Peter Jackson says, You get tired. I always just tell people I get exhausted at the end of the first couple of days of shooting and stay exhausted until it finishes. (laughs) You know, we have 254 days of shooting on these two Hobbit movies, and I think it's a much better way to divide it up into three blocks and then have some time to edit what you've done, look at it, hand visual effects shots over to the computer-generated imaging guys, CGI guys, you can really focus on the script revisions. It's just a much smarter way to shoot these big films. And Andy Serkis replies, Yeah, and something on this scale, too. I mean, when we got given our T-shirts, which said, 54 days down, 200 to go, I have to admit, I don't know how great it was, you know. Please wear these on set tomorrow. And (laughs) Peter Jackson replies, It wasn't exactly a morale-making moment, was it? Everywhere you turn on... people's backs was 200 days to go it was like oh god i feel tired before lunch you know <laughs> later on in the video of this production um, this production video that they shoot and you see helicopters landing and people walking around in location scouting peter jackson says quote It's weird because you get to this point when you're at the end of a major block of shooting and you sort of almost feel like you're going on vacation. But it's not because on Monday morning, I'm in the cutting room, editing. Then I've got to have meetings with Alan and John and Dan about designing stuff for the second block of shooting and with Richard Taylor about all those things he has to build. So in some respects, I'm back into pre-production again. But also I'm in post-production because I'm editing the first block of shooting. Plus, we're in production because we're shooting these movies. So it's sort of like being in pre-production, production, and post-production all at the same time. Oh it gosh. gets a bit screwy. So that is the major piece of Hobbit Movie News. But there's under wonderful little things. They have been posting up stills, basically composed stills of the dwarves. Oh. They did Dory, Nori, and Ori. We've seen Philly and Killy. And the costuming mm. and makeup work is just astounding elf Princess so I urge people to go again to the one ring dot net to find to find pictures of these uh, production stills they're just gorgeous to look at what these dwarves look like.
0: Now, this would be for those of you listening who do not mind spoilers. There's there's a couple yes. of camps of people out there. Um, I, for one, in, with the first movies, once I fell in love with The Fellowship of the Ring and saw it uh, 28 times <laughs> in the theater before it vanished, and then that was after the Oscars, um, but I... Wanted. um, I actually bought the books to read the books, and realized that there was so much more, you know, backstory and uh, additional things in the books, and some changes that I decided that I wanted to just enjoy the movies, that uh, artistic uh, representation of the story and of Middle Earth, and then enjoy the books later. You know, where filled in, not feel like oh well, this was left out of the book, and I'm disappointed. So I. Uh, with intention, had no spoilers during the first run of the Lord of the Rings movie, both by movie. I did watch the trailer, you know, which we saw in theaters, but I didn't go to any websites. I didn't read any of the stuff about scenes or what people heard was put in and people heard it was because I just wanted to go and enjoy the movies fresh. And I actually did not read the books either. I decided to save the books until after the movies so that I could just enjoy the story through the visual representation. So, um, for those of you who are kind of fall into that camp some of you might want to be careful and some of the websites are very good about putting a little thing up that will say spoiler alert
1: yes certainly you know. torn does that
0: yes so it, where it will tell you kind of what's going to come in a certain scene or something and if you'd rather not know all that you'd rather just wait and see everything fresh then you can avoid those things I am um I'm a little torn this time and so I'm kind of I'm kind of in between two worlds I don't because I'm loving, following, and anticipating what is going on, and I've been through the world of Lord of the Rings, um, I'm okay with um, some spoiler things and, you know, the things that we talk about. However, um, I, I, don't, I don't know that I, would, that I am that much immersed in it, because I definitely want to have some surprises once the movie comes out.
1: Right, and I think that we've agreed between us that in, in our program here, what would Arwen do on yes. KUCI Irvine? the greatest radio station in the history of Middle Earth. We've agreed that we're not going to talk about revealed plot points or revealed scenes or anything. We will talk about peripheral issues, casting certainly. We will point people to photographs and video clips if they wish to view those. And we will warn you ahead of time if those things contain spoiler alerts.
0: So... Um, just having been in the movie world for as long as you have, um and we have lots of other things to cover today <laughs> <so we'll laughs> move on. but um one of the things that many of us th- Uh, fans looked forward to were the trailers for the movies oh my Um, gosh where generally how soon because i mean i'm in theaters now and i see trailers for things that aren't coming out for maybe you know six or eight months right um do you do you think that we might be seeing a trailer
1: yes certainly i expect that because this is what we call a christmas movie for 2012 Mm -hmm. 2012 christmas movie you will certainly be getting teaser trailers at christmas of 2011 really absolutely they'll just be maybe 15 seconds at most 20 seconds and then you'll see the logo type for the title that's already been picked again you can go to the onering.net and search there for what the logo of the movies are But in any case, uh, yes, I expect fully that there will be a teaser trailer of 15 to 20 seconds in length this Christmas.
0: Now, I was rather unsophisticated during The Lord of the Rings, so I had to go by word of mouth from people that heard you know oh they had a they had a trailer for the 2 towers and i think there may have been some movies that i went to see that were kind of on the edge for me but because they had a trailer for the 2 towers i bought the ticket and went just because just i just went to for see the, the trailer, trailer. Yes. um is there a way f- to find out, or is it just kind of generally yes. word of mouth?
1: At this point, I believe net is your best source. They are usually Great. really on top of the global happenings. Mm. So I strongly urge you to go to theonering.net for news and information on what's happening. Just as we probably recommend, if you want to, I mean, there is a community on TORN that's pretty robust, but dot com has yes. wonderful interactive discussion boards
0: everything from the movies to the books to just general things uh role play writing stories and there's a welcome forum for people who've never been um you know on a message board before of people that will come and kind of give you the ropes of you know participating in an online community so it's that's
1: the onering.com. on the you're able to sign up for a weekly summary A couple of things that I have to mention. First of all, Totalfilm.com has a wonderful interview with Richard Armitage, our Thorin Oakenshield. That is very, very worth worth reading in detail. Um, As he says about Orcrist, uh, Mm. Thorin's legendary goblin sword, it's bloody heavy, he said, (laughs) but it's absolutely beautiful to look at. Mm. Every time they, that's Weta, bring something new out, everyone gasps with amazement. Oh, yes. The Weta stuff is so good. It, so, it is,
0: and it's uh, it, it, because they're really forging these swords. These aren't just, you know, plastic-coated, um, you know, pieces of something. They're they're actual weapons that have been forged in, uh, in their smithies. So, very cool. So, is that it kind of for the movie news right now? Well,
1: there's a cute thing. Stephen Fry, who is a great writer and a wonderful actor, uh, will be the master of Lake Town. And he tweeted recently on Twitter, quote, in the middle of giant hobbit costume session, beginning to think the fitting will never end. Got bling, though, which is uniformly charming. So he is, <laughs> he is he is, going to be blinged out as the master of Lake Town. He's going to have his official dress. So there is more, but we've got a lot to talk about today. We're going to have some summer fun, eh?
0: We are. And so I'm going to play just a little bit of... Um, it is... Before we get into that, though, just if you are just tuning in, this is What Would Arvin Do? on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine and streaming live 24-7 at KUCI.org. And we, um, just because we love, we both are, love KUCI so much, it is... Were it not for KUCI, I would have never met you, my dear Hobbit friend, and had all of this fun just sharing the world of Middle Earth with um, people in a, in a in a you know a media forum like this. And the wonderful thing about KUCI, which broadcasts from the University of California at Irvine, right here in Irvine, California, is that we have a training every quarter, and the summer quarter is very special because
1: anyone. ...of any type can show up for the training. It's eight Tuesday evenings, and the next training starts Tuesday, July the 19th.
0: A week from today.
1: You can go to KUCI.org for the details. Look for the details. Usually they're in the upper right-hand corner of the web page. And the summer is special because anyone, not only students and staff, students and staff can always come for the training, and once trained can apply for a show, a program, to be DJs, But in addition, community members, people that are not faculty or staff or students at KUCI, KUCI, you may become a DJ at KUCI, even if you're not with the university.
0: Right. But this is the, in order to have a show, you do have to take the full training and pass the training and get all of the, uh, know all the necessary things that the FCC requires and that KUCI um, asks of you in order to have a good show. And, uh, but this is the one quarter that our training is open to community members. Um, and that's for public affairs show or for music shows. So it, again, it'll be from 7 to 8 p.m., um, eight Tuesday nights beginning next Tuesday, Ju- June 9, July 19th. And I believe the web, the email is training at kci.org.
1: If I recall if that is correct. I,
0: and, uh, in addition to taking the training, which, uh, is very low cost, very low cost. Um, you get to get trained on the equipment and volunteers do all of these things. They train you. You're allowed to intern on shows, see how people are doing shows, sit in on the shows, learn how to operate the equipment, learn how to show um, how to do a show. You make actually a, a demo, what's called a demo tape or demo CD, which is um, a sample of how you would format a show and how you would do a show. And you submit that and the powers that be Uh, Decide whether or not to let you have a go at it.
1: And try to judge who is really best to fit into our dynamic alternative format. When we say public affairs, by the way, uh, gentle listener, what we're saying is talk show. So public affairs is the technical term for a talk talk show. show.
0: And um, the wonderful thing also is that the training at KCI it not only trains you, some people may even come and take the training just because they're kind of interested in, you know, what, uh, radio is all about. Even if you didn't necessarily want to have a show, it's a wonderful training to take just to get some background in um, in radio or in college radio, and. KCI also has the added wonderful benefit of training you on other levels. We have many people here that hold management positions, and this looks great on your resume. You know, our our music director, our general manager, Katie Tilford, doing such a phenomenal job. We're so excited that she, as a uh, college full time college student, has been willing to step up to the plate and be our general manager. But this um, is a training position as as the manager of you know Liz. we have over a 100 volunteers here. And so it's a great way to also learn skills in management and, um, you know, areas areas like that
1: of so responsibility. So, again, watch for the website KUCI.org. The training begins Tuesday evening, July the 19th.
0: And so with that, uh, let's have a little bit of uh Middle Earth music. And switch over because we're going to be talking about summer fun and ways to, there are so many things going on in the Southland right here. And, of course, um, for those living here in the Orange County, L.A. area, people may be very well aware that the 405 is going to be, um, parts of it shut down this weekend. They're calling it the autopocalypse or something like that.
1: Some people <laughs> call it Carmageddon. Carmageddon.
0: Yeah, Carmageddon. That's Carmageddon. <laughs> and so... Um, instead of taking a trip up to L.A., it might be a good time to just stay around home, and we're going to tell you about some really fun and uh, interesting ways to spend your time. So let's have a little bit of Hobbit music from... Oh,
1: good, good. I like Hobbit music. From,
0: um, and as we always begin our show, I forgot to announce earlier, we begin our show with the Academy Award winning music of Howard Shore from the original soundtrack of Fellowship of the Ring. This is a little song um, in celebration of the Shire from the... Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, the complete recordings. And here we'll hear a little song from Bag End. This is KUCI in Irvine. Doesn't that just take you right into Middle Earth, right into Hobbiton? Oh my gosh,
1: oh my gosh. And (laughs) we were there four weeks ago when we were there for the premiere of the extended edition in theaters. All three hours and 40 minutes of it. (laughs) Oh, it was glorious. The
0: Fellowship of the Ring. So today we are going to be talking about different ways to have summer fun. And I thought it would be very appropriate, dear Hobbit, since you have such a beautiful voice that I love to hear. And I love it when you read to us from the works of J.R.R. Tolkien. And I thought it would be very appropriate to hear a little bit about a great party... Uh, since we are going to be talking about the upcoming, there's ginger, an event going over at Ginger's Garden. We're going to be talking about the Orange County Fair and the Sawdust Festival coming, that are just happening right here in Orange County.
1: All kinds of wonderful parties.
0: So let's hear what J.R. Tolkien talks uh, has to share about a, a good party.
1: From the Fellowship of the Ring, being the first part of the Lord of the Rings, from the first chapter, a long-expected party, we have these words. When every guest had been welcomed and was finally inside the gate, there were songs, dances, music, games, and, of course, food and drink. There were three official meals, lunch, tea, and dinner, or supper, but lunch and tea were marked chiefly by the fact that at those times all the guests were sitting down and eating together. At other times there were merely lots of people eating and drinking, continuously from elevens until six-thirty when the fireworks started." Mm. The fireworks were by Gandalf. They were not only brought by him, but designed and made by him, and the special effects, set pieces, and flights of rockets were let off by him. But there was also a generous distribution of squibs, crackers, wrappers, sparklers, torches, dwarf candles, elf fountains, goblin barkers, and thunderclaps. They were all superb. The art of Gandalf improved with age." There were rockets like a flight of scintillating birds singing with sweet voices. There were green trees with trunks of dark smoke. Their leaves opened like a whole spring unfolding in a moment, and their shining branches dropped glowing flowers down upon the astonished hobbits, disappearing with a sweet scent just before they touched their upturned faces. There were fountains of butterflies that flew glittering into the trees. There were pillars of colored fires that rose and turned into eagles, or sailing ships, or a phalanx of flying swans. There was a red thunderstorm and a shower of yellow rain. There was a forest of silver spears that sprang suddenly into the air with a yell like an embattled army, and came down again into the water with a hiss like a hundred hot snakes. And there was also one last surprise, in honor of Bilbo, and it startled the hobbits exceedingly, as Gandalf intended. The lights went out. A great smoke went up. It shaped itself like a mountain seen in the distance, and began to glow at the summit. It spouted green and scarlet flames. Out flew a red golden dragon, not life size, but terribly lifelike. Fire came from his jaws, his eyes glared down. There was a roar, and he whizzed three times over the heads of the crowd. They all ducked, and many fell flat on their faces. The dragon passed like an express train, turned a somersault, and burst over by water with a deafening explosion. That is the signal for supper, said Bilbo.
0: And of course in the movies that wonderful wonderful scene with um, all of the fireworks at the big at the party and of course Marion Pippin you know um, kind of snagging one <laughs> and sending up the big dragon and, oh
1: my gosh
0: um, beautiful beautiful scene and brought to the to the screen cinematically just pictured that so well.
1: It was so beautiful to watch.
0: So we have, uh, for our friends, some news about wonderful things going on for summer fun, ways to celebrate the summer and this wonderful time of the year where the days are long, the nights are warm, and... Um it's just that time of the year when there's just so many wonderful things to enjoy and the perfect weather to enjoy them in and we are so privileged to live here in the beautiful Shire and um, uh, elvish area of Southern California. I always think of Newport Beach where I live as the phallus, the east uh, the western coast of um Elvendom. And so uh, one thing that I would like to mention is our friends over at Ginger's Garden, Ginger Lee, who is amazing, and our friends at Ginger's Garden have uh, this coming Saturday, an all-day event, and there's going to be healers um, all day long. It's actually Ginger Lee's birthday. I love Ginger. I interviewed her on Phenomenal Woman, uh, a show that I uh normally do. I'm not doing for the summer, but you can find the podcast for that in at KCI.org uh, KUCITalk.org and the podcast of Phenomenal Woman um, interview with Ginger Lee about all of the wonderful things that go on all the time over at Jenner- Ginger's Gardens and on this coming Saturday they're going to be having, having an energy spa day there will be things like um, full natural beauty services hot stone massage therapy um, healing with sound therapy hypnotherapy life coaching Health nutritional supplements, Egyptian food reflexology, uh, chiropractic adjustments, um, quantum touch th- therapy, energy biofeedback technology. And it's going on all day long from early in the morning. You can visit their website at um, Ginger's. Uh, gingerswellnessgarden.com They're right here in Costa Mesa actually right across the street from the Orange County Fairgrounds
1: Oh, wonderful location.
0: Yes, there. I mean, you can practically, in fact, I think you can see the Ferris wheel from their location. And so it's a wonderful way to kind of get in tune. We elves like to kind of get grounded and energetically in tune with things. So a wonderful way to get yourself in tune for summer and for opening up to all of the new adventures that may await you. Uh, for this summertime. So if you'd like to call them, their phone number is 949-637-2790. Again, 949-637-2790. This is Ginger Lee's birthday, this two-year anniversary of Ginger's Gardens. And they will be having a wonderful day-long uh, time of uh, wonderful things going on over there. So please uh, think about uh, getting yourself energetically tuned up. And then
1: you the know. Orange
0: County Fair.
1: Well, we have a lot to talk about. Um,
0: The Orange County Fair opens actually on Friday, is that right?
1: That's Friday. Actually, Friday, July the 15th. Yes. At noon. And from noon to 1, everyone who shows up between noon and 1, not only gets to park for free, but they get free admission.
0: Wow. That's opening day.
1: That's opening day and just a wonderful time. And, of course, the theme this year elf princess is near to this hobbit's heart.
0: What is it?
1: As you know, as Food? a <laughs> hobbit, I like I like to eat at least four times a day, six when I can get it. But, uh, yes, the theme for this year's Orange County Festival, which opens this coming Friday, July the 15th, 2011, is Let's Eat! Oh, <laughs> and how And so, I'm looking forward to it. They have new things like deep-fried Kool-Aid. and
0: Deep-fried Kool-Aid?
1: Deep-fried butter all kinds of deep, wonderful
0: just stuff. What every, just what we need. Do better? And, you know, it, they have But l- they
1: have games. They, they do. have wonderful exhibits. You see the exhibit... I especially like one of the exhibits. I like to see the table decorations that people do. They have a competition where how can you lay oh, out a right. beautiful table for a birthday? Mm-hmm. And how do you lay out a beautiful table for a romantic dinner? And there's a competition and the person... Or people that do the best table designs get awards. Yes. Of course, they have competitions for baking and sewing. Beautiful, beautiful quilts that are done there. Oh, yes. So... And a lot, of, uh,
0: a lot of um, work that's done there is donated as well, which is really nice because a lot of the work that uh, is displayed there goes to support local charities and events. Now, there's wonderful things. If you've never been to a, f- uh, a county fair, you really must think about enjoying such a thing because they have the animals, they have rides, they have food all day long. There are several different um, um Types of music and entertainment that go on uh, throughout the day and evening, and the the wonderful thing I remember um, as a child going to the fair was the fair there 's the one fair it's like going to two fairs there 's the fair during the day right. where you go around and you get to watch people you know um, lassoing calves and um, there 's the pig run the little you know the little pig run where you you know and the pigs I think have just as much fun as anybody does you know running down those little things and the little kids chase the little pigs. And I noticed on the home site, they actually have, um they're going to have a pig cam where you can watch uh, little piggies in live time. So, you know, the little of baby course, pigs.
1: Orange County is one of the chief technology counties of the United States. We're one of the homes of the space shuttle, which recently... Uh, had its successful final launch to mm-hmm. the International Space Station. What is that website address for the Orange County Fair?
0: It is OC Fair. I believe it's. O- oh, wait a minute. I, I've got my papers a little um, out of order here. It is. It is. <laughs> um, I'll tell you in a moment. Maybe we can talk about some of the other things while I'm looking. There's right
1: wonderful up. stuff. Uh, Thursday, Kids Day.
0: Oh, it's it's ocfair.com.
1: I ocfair.com. I couldn't remember the, yes. whether it was .org or .com, but it's O-C-F-A-I-R, ocfair.com.
0: Yes. And the, they have just wonderful, th- unusual type things that will be going on as well. Of course, they have lots of entertainment. They also have something called an ice museum. So they have these beautiful sculptures that are done in ice. They have something—a um, radio show. They, it's on every. It says here: Tune into the Orange OC Fair Weekly One Hour Radio Show Sundays at 7 p.m. And they're going to be giving away concert tickets, uh, ticket upgrades. Uh, taking listeners' calls and playing tracks from the um, 2011 amphitheater and hangar performance. So they've, they've added even a little Orange County Fair radio show. So lots of wonderful things. They have a pogo cam. The world's greatest pogo athletes will attempt world records in backflips. I've never seen people it's, pogoing.
1: It's tremendous, the <laughs> variety of free entertainment. And yes. you say, well, only... Noon to one on Friday the 15th is free, but au contraire, mon frere. <laughs> no, it turns out that you you have there Kids are. Day, for instance, where all 12 years in age and under get in free. There's uh, Wednesdays are donation days. So, for instance, Wednesday, August the 3rd, you can get free admission to the fair just with five gently used clothing items. Yes. Or the book drive on Wednesday, July 27th, where you can get in free of charge with a new children's book or three gently used children's book yes. or the food drive on Wednesday, July 20th, where you can, if you will bring with you five non-perishable food items to donate, you can get in free admission. And you don't even need to park as the Orange County Transportation Authority, yes. Octa Octa okay. by the way, it's O C T A dot N E T. There's lots of information on the Orange County Fair on their web pages because a really a really sane thing to do for your county fair, whether you live in Orange County or California or the United States, is to look to your local bus transportation. Yes. We have wonderful things here. You can go from Fashion Island, easily get from Fashion Island to the Sawdust Festival, easily get from the Huntington Beach The Huntington Beach Transportation Center to the Orange County Fair, very inexpensively, really probably less than it would cost you for the equivalent gasoline. And then you don't have to pay for parking. You don't have the aggravation. It drops your right smack dab off at the entrance. I know.
0: It's amazing. (coughs) Plus, think... You're reducing your carbon footprint because you're taking a vehicle that's already going to the place that you would like to be. And you can spend, instead of spending your time fretting and and dealing with traffic, uh, you can spend your time going over your materials to find out what, um, perhaps what, Events you want to visit during the day or maybe reading a a book and just enjoying a nice bit of quiet and solitude before you arrive, you know, at all of the commotion of the fair.
1: And meeting people, people many times that have been there before and maybe you haven't and other people on the bus will share their stories with you or Mm -hmm. or give you some hints as to things that are really interesting. Like I love walking through the barns. I love smelling that farm aroma that you don't get in contemporary American (laughs) life much more, that Mm -hmm. earthy smell, and seeing the real farm animals there.
0: Yes, elves and hobbits really love the Orange County Fairs, because you get to get up close and personal with nature, and I love that there's, you know, many of the 4-H clubs that come, and they've brought their animals that they've been caring for, and there's always like little bunnies and little calves and sheep and wonderful things like that. There's almost
1: always a pet Zoo where young children can actually go up and touch a live yes. farm animal.
0: So lots of things going on. Please check out their website at ocfair.com. And think about that. That, again, is going on from June. Uh, no, f- uh, starting this Friday. So um, it's, and they have special days, like Saturday the 23rd is Green Day. Thursday the 4th is 80s Day. Saturday the 20th, August 20th, is Beatles Day. So lots of fun fun things going on. So please visit the website and think about going to the fair.
1: Ocfair.com so,
0: Lest we run out of time, there's also another wonderful place that the bus will take you.
1: And what is that, Fair mm-hmm. Elf Princess? <laughs> this is What Would Arwen Do on KUCI Irvine? And speaking with you is the hobbit Milo Lomestown at your, at your service and my wonderful host, co-host, starter and originator of the program, <laughs> lo these... Six years ago, seven years ago, oh, eight years how ago. How flies in the Tani Tanuvial. Tani, tell us. Tell us about that other exciting.
0: Well, this is also it. It started, I believe, last week, but currently going on is the Laguna Beach Art Festival.
1: Oh my gosh! Uh, it's not the a Sawdust Festival, festival of and, Laguna Beach.
0: And the wonderful thing—I uh, mean, anyone who lives in this area knows what a bit of a nightmare it is getting in and out of Laguna Beach in the oh summer. Oh my gosh! There's basically gosh.
1: driving is a you nightmare. Know,
0: thre- there's basically two roads. You know, there's PCA that goes in and every out. day. And there's the 133 that goes there now. This—that's the only ways to get into the unpleasant. city. Yes, and but I don't know if people, some people realize uh, that you can t- you can either you can take the bus just from your home. A lot of times, the 79 bus runs from all the way up in uh, Irvine, goes past University Center, you know where Trader Joe's is, right there by UCI zigzags all through UCI, goes through East Bluff, and then goes right over to the transportation center at uh, Fashion Island. From there, you take the one, and it takes you right into downtown Laguna. You don't have to pay. A lot of the parking down there runs any from, from 10 to $15 a day for parking, if you can even find a spot driving. You'll use that much in gas driving around the city just trying to find a parking spot. It's um, just such and, an aggravation. And, and
1: you have found and you there is go, a special bus yes. that goes straight from Fashion Island. You can park free at it Fashion Island. It runs about
0: every 45 minutes. Uh, you can go on uh, the website... For it's
1: O-C-T-A dot net. will give you the OCTA, yes. the Orange County Transportation Authority, O-C-T-A dot N-E-T.
0: And it's a wonderful way to get into the city. You can go to the Sawdust Festival. You can take a stroll down by the beach. You know, stay around if you want. Um, but the Sawdust Festival, which is a yearly event, and this is the event that showcases local art. You can only exhibit and in the Sodus Festival, if you are a resident of, Lu- of Laguna Beach. So they have glass blowers, they have jewelry, they have clothes, they have, um, oh, um, fine art. They have fine art, but art. they also
1: have wonderful crafts. We hobbits yes. love practical things, and there are some practical crafts there. There are ceramics where you can buy useful bowls. You and can get very useful objects. There's some furniture work,
0: and it's so it's so much fun. It's just well, a lovely, lovely way to spend. We the day. should
1: mention it's it's lasting from now until August the twenty eighth, and the Sawdust Art Festival is open every day from ten a.m. to ten p.m. Pacific time.
0: Yes, ten to ten. And and Kelly, there's um, they have multiple entertainment venues going on throughout the day. So again, it's another wonderful celebration place where there's um, arts and music, and there's there's um, there's entertainment, there's food, all different types of food all day long. Oh yes, and and it's good food, yummy. Yes, and
1: vegetarian or carnivore, you will be happy.
0: <laughs> right. And one of the guests, one of the artists that's going to be playing is Kelly Fitzgerald. Oh, good. I got to see her just about a week ago over at Fashion Island. She was playing in the little courtyard outside of uh, Nordstrom there. And sharing. she plays a lot of times over at Muldoon's. I've seen her over at Metro Point. Wonderful kind of folk singer. A little bit country, a little bit Celtic, a little bit of her own stuff, a little bit of covers. But just a wonderful performer amazing voice and she was there. We got to talk a little bit. She has agreed to come on the show oh my in gosh. the fall Wonderful. here on What Would Arwen Do, yes. But she's you know busy for the summer and we want to have her on, you know, when the students are, are back here and everything and we're in session. So that's something that people can look forward to. Uh, Kelly Fitzgerald live on here at KUCI. She sent me a CD. Can
1: we listen to a track?
0: Yes, we can listen to a very short track. uh, But she is going to be at the Sadas Festival. In fact, this coming Friday, she's going to be there uh, from from 5.30 to to 9.30. This coming Friday, she'll be playing. And then several other times, which are listed up on the website. Let's hear a little bit of her music before we come back. Again, this is going to be right here at the Sadas Festival in... Um, Laguna Beach and here's a little little teaser from Kelly Fitzgerald who will be performing there. Who oh, wanna grow young with you together where gonna- Isn't she amazing?
1: Oh, my gosh. You folks, you you may, if you're interested, if you'd like, if you're interested, I'm not telling you to, but I'm <laughs> saying if you have any interest, www.sawdustartfestival.org slash summer dash show. Yes. And the Sawdustartfestival.org for Kelly. Oh, my God. Kelly
0: Fitzgerald. And she has a website, Kelly Fitzgerald, I believe, KellyFitzgerald.com. But you can find information about her on the Sawdust Festival website. And she will be performing several times, including this coming Friday. The Sawdust Festival runs in Laguna Beach from June 28th through the end of August, August 28th. And lots of special, fun days for that. And, dear Hobbit friend, we have so much fun. On this show, but where does the time go? It is I, all wrapped up.
1: I, I hope we've inspired
0: know. some of our listeners to get out and have some fun, get some fresh air and enjoy fresh food and fresh air and fresh, you know, live music always, you know, for me, it always touches my heart and inspires me.
1: It's just a wonderful thing. And, and then after you go home at night or if you want to take a little rest, don't forget... That the Lord of the Rings Extended Edition is on Ooh, Blu-ray yes. and in the Nielsen ratings, Nielsen tracks Blu-ray sales. Guess what movie was number one last week? Yes, it was the, it, it's unbelievable, but the number one Blu-ray last week was the full set oh, of Lord of the Rings Blu-ray I, Extended I, well, Edition. I'm not as and it's to not be. an expensive item, but it was <laughs> number one last week, even though the, the Blu-rays Had been out for a while of the theatrical, even though the DVDs of the theatrical and extended have been out basically since, you know, started coming out in 2002. Yes. (laughs) But last week, this set that you see in front of you with, with, uh, 15 discs.
0: (laughs) Yes. Uh, was
1: number one, number one seller in the United States of all Blu rays. It was number one.
0: And which tells us much about the enduring appeal of the works of J.R.R. Tolkien and the worlds of Middle Earth, both cinematic and literary. Literary. Literary.
1: Yes, yes.
0: (laughs) So with that, let's uh, leave our listeners with a little taste of Middle Earth from the Academy Award winning music of The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King.
1: From Howard Shore, who is also currently composing the soundtracks for The Hobbit Part 1 and Part 2.
0: That is so exciting. And this is Into the West, sung by Colette, my dear friend uh, Colette Aubrey, of Colette Aubrey and the Shanti Soldiers. And uh, this is Into the West. So, my friend, until next week, Elin Salalumin Amentielvo. Next week, we will be interviewing Cynthia from Girls Inc., a, an after school and uh, local organization that is uh, promoting uh, women being empowered while they're still young girls.
1: An excellent thing, Elf Princess. I look <laughs> forward to it next week on KUCI Irvine.
0: And until then, Namaria. This is KUCI, the best radio station in the history of Middle Earth.